everybody. This is DJ Medina. You're listening to the American Indian Movement, Orange County Radio. And uh, I am very blessed to be part of this station and to be uh, leading uh, with this station. Um, and I'm very happy that uh, we have something like this that we're able to give uh, other natives and everybody else to hear. And this radio station is pretty much a support group for all natives where natives can listen and hear about native news topics and whatnot. You get to hear what American Indian movement is doing here in Orange County and you know, and hopefully it'll be entertaining as well. And you know, right now we're at a, a very, very different time here in the world and here in the United States, a lot going on with the native communities and, um, a lot, a lot, a lot's happening. And, you know, maybe the, the pandemic put a little bit more, um, emphasis on a lot of things. Maybe it has awakened us a little bit more, but I think we came to a time where we need to make change and we need to make change the right way. So this, this station, uh, we hope will be a conduit for that. And I have to tell you, you know, I personally, myself, if anybody might be asking, I'm a, I'm a part of the Hashman nation as well as the Hono Adam nation. Um, and so this station is based out of uh, Santa Ana, California here in Orange County. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm a Hashman. So I'm very blessed to be doing this radio on my land. On my on my nation's land, so uh, I'm very blessed, and um, and the emphasis of, of of this radio is to give awareness to the natives here on this side. Um, I, I you know every every native group here in the United States has a different experience. You know the Southwest Indians compared to Plain in, Plains Indians um, and whatnot, and we have a different experience, and we kind of need to come together see some of our differences and a lot of our, our similarities and and be stronger as a people. And that is what this radio station hopes to accomplish, to bridge the gaps amongst each other and to be informative and and to bring us together. You know, that's 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 what this is about. That's what the American Indian movement is about. I'm very blessed. I actually have um, a, a, my own radio station that I, I run um, privately. Um, and I'm lucky today to have this show that it's also going to be, it's going to be on my personal radio station on funkfellowsradio.com, but as well as here on, on, um, uh, AMOC radio. And I'm going to call it AMOC radio for now on, which is, I gave you the long version of the name, but you know, AMOC radio is going to be the, the, the official name. So it makes it easier because of, of saying everything the long ways can get tiring. So AMOC radio. So the show today is going to be on two different stations. So AIM OC Radio is going to have a lot of specialty shows. Um, it, like I said, we might have special guests from, uh, from other tribes. Um, we might have our own talking circles on here. We might have some public service announcements. We might talk to some, uh, some uh, Native American artists and whatnot. So, you know, it, this radio is, is just going to be amazing. And... You know, I'm very blessed that um, I'm kind of, like I said, I'm 
the forefront of this with my with my AIM group, and um, you know, and I'm gonna do this radio justice for 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 AIMOC, and um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it, and um, you you just need to to uh, you know, however you're listening to this station, you know, whether it's on Spotify, our Heart Radio, SoundCloud, whatever, just follow us. You know, follow us. Aim OC Radio or American Indian Movement Orange County Radio. Either or you can find us and follow us. And um, as new shows arise, you'll be able to, uh, you know, get that notification that we have a new show on and whatnot. So, you know, without further ado, I know we'll be able to explain some more stuff later on. We're going to have some good interviews with, with amongst our, our group and whatnot. But today... Here on AIM OC Radio, we have a special guest, um, and she works with the homeless communities in both Orange County and L.A. County, and she's about making sure that the homeless are treated with dignity and given all the things that they, they need, you know, and honestly, this is, this is the native way. As any of you know, natives tuning in, that is the native way that we always help each other out. We always help out our community. We're really big about helping out our community. We're known for that. And so um, my guest um, is also native as well. And she is the lead in Orange County for ProjectCoffeeCup.org. And she has uh, an amazing event on the, the 21st. Of, of this month, this Saturday, um, here in the city of Santa Ana, uh, where they're doing uh, showers, uh, uh, humanity sh- along with humanity showers. Uh, they're, do- they're doing showers, they're giving haircuts, doing that kind of stuff, giving food and whatnot to, to the homeless um, here in, in the city of Santa Ana. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let her go now and talk about it a little bit more. So without further ado, we have here Sylvia Fuentes from Project Coffee Cup. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. So I, you know, uh, I'm very excited to have you on here today because there is so many people in the world that do a lot of things, but you are just very special for the stuff that you do. I got to just tell you, I have so much admiration for you and um, everybody who's who's listening will now be able to connect the dots um, on Funk Fuller's radio. We have been promoting uh, uh, bringing back showers to Santa Ana. Um, it's been all over our, our our website and our social media sites. And um, it's a special thing that you are doing to help give homeless people here in Santa Ana their showers and to help give them stuff and whatnot. So please, I have to just tell you, hats off to you for, for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's not just me. Now I have, there's a team. So it's a group of us going out there doing what we can but thank you so uh i have to say so first off um project coffee cup okay yes tell us a little bit about project coffee cup yes well i met jacob jacob is the founder of project coffee cup and i met him a couple years ago and he um, had always had it in his heart just to help those in need Mm-hmm. And um, but he wanted to do more, more than just, you know, providing resources, which they need. But he wanted to build a connection. And I've always 
volunteered and things, but I never found my place. Like I always felt like I, there's something missing. And when I met Jacob, um, that was it. Like we realized that the, what was missing is the connection with people. It's not about just bringing resources and food, but it's about establishing a relationship and being consistent in people's lives and showing them that they care. You know, most people um, will respond better if you're offering resources when they've built trust in you, when they know yeah. that you've been consistent in their lives. And that's yeah. what Project Coffee Cup is about, is bringing back um, self-worth, dignity, knowing that they are valued, that there are people that care about them. Our big thing is uh, loving without prejudice. And it doesn't matter the reason or why when you're out there and I'm in front of you or Jacob's in front of you or anybody on our team, mm -hmm. we treat you with dignity and respect. And um, that's something that unfortunately a lot of the unhoused people don't get anymore. So that's one thing we wanted to bring back is, is just showing them that they are still worthy of dignity and respect and be treated like a proper person. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing that, I, of course, that I've noticed, I've been here in Santa, you know, majority of my life, uh, born and raised and everything. And um, it's sad to see how much of that community has grown. Um, yeah. And over, especially over the past 10 years. Right. And, right. Well, and it just seems like there's just not enough help. Right. Right. And it's, well, these past couple of years too, it's, it's grown so much and I, I may be wrong, but I believe that most people, um, we're so focused in our everyday lives and, and not, it's not a bad thing. You know, we want to take care of our family. We want to take care of our friends and we all automatically assume somebody else is taking care of those issues, you know, homelessness, um, depression, drugs, all that. Somebody else is dealing with that, a professional. But um, unfortunately, there's so few people that actually are, and it has to come from us. You know, we have to take the time to step out of our lives and reach out to those people that most of the time have no contact with, with, with anyone because no one reaches out to them. So it, it does fall on us. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. And, you know, and, and that's part of human nature. We're supposed to help every, each other out. I mean, that's the way it should right. be, you know? You know, right. it's like when, so when, you're, when, you're, when, when someone, you know, falls, you help pick them up. If they're in need, you, you help them out. It, you know, we're supposed to do that. And I wish that more people did that, you know? Right, right. I used to work with this doctor, and um, he was really great. He's a very holistic doctor, and he had pillars of what would make a healthy a functioning person and of course it was nutrition exercise sleep but connection community mm -hmm. that's a big one as humans we need connection we need community we need to know that we're a part of people you know we're a part of something that that we belong to someone and that we're validated so it's actually a necessity in our lives to be connected with someone to ha to have that community feeling yeah yeah well you know i'm going to step back for a second because i think in order to, for us to talk about what you do in project coffee cup and everything i think we should kind of go back a little bit so me i'm gonna put you on the spot here i want to know a little bit more about you and about where you're from and everything and then and then how you 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 how long you've been involved in doing this kind of stuff and and when did you get started with project coffee cup 
uh, about me? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm kind of a nomad. I don't really have a, a hometown or anything. I moved around a lot, um, always going to new places. So um, sometimes that can be very lonely. You know, mm -hmm. it can be very lonely. And um, as I grew older and with life circumstances and moving around and and seeing that, I was thinking, God, how lonely must that be? That the moments that I felt the most alone, at least I was in a house. At least I know I was safe somewhere, yeah. you know, yeah. and I would think about people that are out there and how alone they must feel. The ones that, you know, most of the, the, the quote unquote homeless people that we see out there, um, those are the one those that's like a third of what's actually out there because there's a lot of people we don't see exactly. you know and those are the ones we try we seek out we go into the alleys we go into certain places where they want to be isolated because that's how they feel and it just made me realize that everyone needs somebody like the most successful people i've ever met is because someone tended to them someone showed them how to care how to care for themselves yeah. and i find that a lot of stories that i hear out there on the streets is that they were raised in foster homes they were raised you know they never really had someone to have their back and i can yeah. relate to that i can relate to that you know and the closest person i have is is my daughter and before her it was pretty much by myself for a long time and so me experiencing that i realized that well it's in my own power to be able to befriend people that are lonely out there you know that need yeah. someone and so um when i would see that you know i moved to santa ana and it became my community and mm -hmm. you know you fall in love with santa ana you know once you come out here it's like you fall in love with it because of the diversity the culture just everything and I realized there's so many people out here that just need a break. They just need to to be able to to know that they have someone they can talk to, someone they can turn to, you know. And unfortunately, when someone's on the street for so long, they lose that trust and faith in people, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I always felt like, you know, if it's in my power to at least make one person not feel so lonely, and bring a smile to them at least for one moment in the day then that's that's what i want to do yeah that's that's really good that you you uh you think like that i wish everybody thought like that you know unfortunately don't but we need people like you that have that mindset that you guys are the kind of people that make change so thank you for doing that oh yeah well well thank you for having me and bringing awareness to this you know that's my one of my goals and one of jacob's goals too with project coffee cup is to you know, get people involved, get the community involved. Like um, last year we had an event called Unity Day and it wasn't an event to reach out to the unhoused. It was specifically for the community. We had local artists come out, we were at a park, they played music, we gathered donations. We had a great time. There's a water balloon fight and that was to bring the community together, bring resources, and shown that we're all in this you know um there's this saying in the in the, i guess the protest world that says we take care of us yeah. and when i heard that it just struck in me and that's what i use because that's exactly how it's supposed to be we take care of us you know yeah. it is it is our job to um to care for each other you know yeah. and uh 
so it's it's an important thing for us to get involved and we don't have to do much i know going out there every wednesday some people can't do it with their schedule but just having some water bottles in your car or even just when you see someone mm -hmm. just just a hello a smile you know just some some sort of acknowledgement sometimes that's all they need you know yeah yeah because that's that's the worst part about it is when when you're down and out like that you you feel very low and of course you kind of feel like you lost your dignity and and right. then, you know and then people treat them differently you know and unfortunately right. so it, it's a horrible thing i i couldn't even imagine i don't even try to imagine i i just i know it must be very very hard and me personally i i i know i've been seeing a lot more again especially during the pandemic even more so homeless um but then i'm thinking with the way inflation is now taxed i mean the how much we get taxed how much our, our gasoline is i mean you can go on and on i think to myself i'm scared because i feel like we're going to see more people even more people right right without homes that are out on the street and and that's to me it's really sad because that's not what america's supposed to be like we're supposed to be a first world country here you know right and yet right. it doesn't work that way does it not all the time not everyone gets the american dream unfortunately and i know some people not everyone um but most people that um seem like they have it all together and they have their house and they look down upon people that are on the streets and it's like you know why don't you pick yourself up if i could do it you can do it and it's like they don't take into account that everyone's childhood and everyone's life is different you know yeah, and yeah. And I may have been successful, but it's because of teachers or parents or some sort of mentor that I had that pushed me along the way or showed me what a successful life is. And, and some people don't have that, you know, they don't yeah. have that at all. And when to, to think about the American dream, a house and all that, they just they don't believe that they're worthy of it anymore, yeah. you know, yeah. and it is very difficult. And and. You know, there's so many people out there that are living in their cars that are still going to work. That's still, you know, I, I know a few people that have to live in their cars, but they still are able to maintain like at least a gym membership so they can go and shower and go to work, mm -hmm. you know, and it's those are hard times and it's growing and growing and it's just becoming very difficult to um, to live, especially in California. It's very expensive, you know. Yeah, this is the hot spot for for uh, for inflation. No, no doubt about that on everything. Right. You know. Right. And this does not make does not make it easier for people at all. Anybody, right. Anybody. Anybody. Really. Right. But um, right. You know. But uh, you know. I know. Uh, for all the people you help take care of, I know that uh, they're feeling it even more, even more. I think probably than other places because of how expensive everything is here. Right right in orange county especially i mean orange county's pricey and it's it's very difficult to live here i mean you can get a job and even if you get paid 19 dollars an hour you can't afford a house you can't afford an apartment on that you know you know that it's it may even sound like a lot. i know people are like oh i got a job it's 19 dollars, and it's like yeah but you still have to live with roommates you still have to find a way to survive rent rooms so many people are renting rooms nowadays you know and it's because it's it's quite difficult to uh to live out here especially like i said especially in, in orange county oh yeah living on 19 dollars an hour is pretty much you are a paycheck away from being homeless anyways right but that amount really if you really look at right. it that's how it is now 
you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everybody's everybody's riding the line of being uh, on the poverty line all the time, like a lot more than they used to be. And me personally, right. I've, 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 I've talked to a, a few people that are that are homeless and whatnot. I, I'm the kind of person I talk to everybody. And, and um, Good for you. sometimes sometimes, people, you know, just, you know, just depends, you know, but it's it's sad because I hear some of the stories and I think to myself, like you could tell these are very smart individuals. You can tell that. They're good people, and, and you're thinking to yourself, what happened? And, and then you kind of hear some of the stories, and, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that could have been me. Right. That, that could be me. Like, this is someone who had it all, had this, whatever, and unfortunately, you know, they, they you know, had well, the predatory loans or something, or this happened, or somebody passed away, or they lost this, they lost that, or they had, you right. know, the, the, most, the, the one that I hear the most is a medical condition that yep. they had. And then next yep. thing you know, they... They're incapacitated for a for a while, yep. and then when they finally get back on their feet, they've lost everything. Right, correct. And correct. they're living out of a car, and, and and all this, and it's sad. It's really, really sad. And um, it's right. just to, to me, I just get frustrated because we shouldn't have to experience that in this country. Honestly, I, I feel we should not experience that in this country. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And medical conditions are a big one, especially for the elderly. There's older people that didn't have a savings or maybe something happened where their spouse died and they were the ones, you know, bringing in the income. And now they're, they're, they're of a certain age where jobs aren't going to take them, you know, and it's just, I know people that I know ladies that are older and they, they, you know, they can clean houses here and there, but that's really nothing. And then at the end of the day, they have to go and sleep on the streets, you know? And, um, it's, it's, it's hard. Every every story is different. I know we have a stigma thinking that there's nothing but drug addicts out there that choose to live on the streets, you know, and not saying that there isn't. I'm sure there is, but that's not the only thing out there. There's no. so many different stories. And like you said, we're all a paycheck. All of us, even I don't care if you have a big house and a boat and you never know what can happen. This pandemic has shown a lot of people that life can go sideways in a heartbeat, you know, and you never know what can happen. Your business could get shut down. You can't pay your mortgage. Your, you know, your spouse can leave you. There's just so many other things that can happen that can put you in a situation that you never thought you would be in, you know? And it's good to know that there's people out there that at least, um, We'll try to help you out in any way they can, you know? Yeah. You know, and one thing that me personally that I've noticed and 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 maybe you can kind of like fill me in on this too. You 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 probably know a lot better than me, but you know, I have uh, my medical background and um for years worked in the emergency room and, and whatnot. And um, you know, the one thing that I noticed over a period of time, and I'm gonna go, let's say I'm gonna go back to the late nineties. And okay. the thing that I noticed was here we have between then and now mental health issues are on the rise, right? on the rise, depression, right. you know, whether it's bipolar, whether it's, you know, uh, you know whatever, it, whatever it may be. Okay. And right. yet back when I first started into, into, into the medical field and we'd have patients we were able in Orange County here alone, we were able to get people help and we had 15 hospitals to choose from in Orange County to send somebody. And for children, 
we had 12. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's, let's fast forward and we go into, you know, let's say I'll just start from like 2015 on. That's a good year. Okay. Years, okay. And yet there's only three main hospitals or, or facilities in Orange County for adults and like two for children. Right. Right. Yet mental health issues are on the rise. And a lot of these mental health issues cause so many people to be homeless. Yes. So how yeah. do you see that on your end um, with that with that aspect of it? And, 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 and what do you see or what you, could you comment on that? You know, to be honest with you, it's kind of frustrating for me on my end because um, I talk to so many people out there on the streets and a lot of times they don't want to be out there anymore. They are seeking for help, but there is nowhere to go. Like right now, there is no room in shelters. There's one shelter in Santa Ana, the armory, that and sometimes they close it, sometimes it's open, and if if you don't make it in, that's it. You know, there are other shelters, but they're on waiting lists. Um, now they're going through certain um, requirements. You know, you have to prove that you lived in Santa Ana. And it's like a lot of people, it's like, well, how am I going to prove that? I don't have anything, you know? And so it, what's frustrating is that there is the lack of resources like that. There is a lack of um, shelters mental health all that and and the sad part is is that you you spoke of, of for the children because i i do believe that um homelessness is a symptom yes. it's it's a symptom of um whatever tragedy loss that you've had in your life growing up as children like i know which believe me my heart goes to veterans too um but we always focus on veterans and, and homeless veterans and but we don't realize that our kids nowadays, they see a lot of stuff that these veterans at war see. And, and they could be in a home, in their house, and they're seeing drug addiction. They're seeing um, abuse, mm -hmm. you know. They're seeing the yelling, screaming, you know. There's so much that kids go through. And we're quick to say kids are resilient. And it's like, you know, kids aren't resilient. They just know how to keep going. And then when they're older and they realize the things they've gone through, they don't know. They have to deal with it. And a lot of people have never been given the tools on how to deal with it, yeah. how to know what they're feeling, how to know that this was wrong, that was wrong, how to overcome those things. And then not only that, but I know I've a lot of kids, it's it's easy to medicate them. It's easy to medicate yep. them, you yep. know? We're, we're over-medicating these children, especially the ones in foster homes. We're throwing medication at them. Then they turn 18, they're out of the system on your own. They can't get these medications, and the only thing they can turn to is straight drugs. Straight drugs, because that's you know, the only way they can cope and they can handle it. To exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you have all these traumas that you've had as a child now you don't have um your medications that would numb you so they it's it's a cycle it's just the cycle because then all they know how to do is is keep finding that numbness because at least when they're numb they don't have to think about it you know they don't have to think and deal with those things and it's hard to it's hard to deal with those traumas a lot of people don't want to face them because um, you know, it's it's just very difficult and they don't know how they don't know how to face them They don't know how to to deal with they don't even know how they're feeling most of the time, yeah. you know 
and it's um i do believe that it's a symptom and and i i i don't i I wish we would care for our children more. Yes. You know, yes. all of us as a community that that saying it takes a village, it literally does. All of us are responsible for even if I if even if you don't have kids, but if you're in the community, then you are responsible for these children, you know? You are the one that needs to show them how to be different, how to set that example, and we don't. You know, we we tend to just live our lives and react and we think that these kids aren't paying attention or or they don't know they're little it's like they know they're smart yeah. you know they see everything we do and you know as as parents sometimes we forget that um they're watching us and one day when they grow up they're gonna see the type the kind of person we are you know who we really are yeah. and 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 we have to look at ourselves and realize like you know what what am i doing in my home to to protect my child from making those bad decisions for not going out and looking for a quick gratification or something that'll soothe find quick pleasure or all that we sh we should find a way to be able to to have something deeper and solid in our children's life yes yes i agree very much so and you know um uh, and I think of it this way too. Um, and nobody grows up and says, "I want to be on drugs." Right. Nobody says, "I want to grow up and be homeless." Nobody says, right. "Nobody says that I want to grow up and have mental issues and live on the street." Like nobody, right. no. I, there's no human in this world that says, "I want to grow up and be homeless." Right. So right. anybody who's out there living homeless, they're not. Nobody's doing it because they want to. Right. Whether, exactly. You know, and, and that's the part that frustrates me because, you know, uh, there's a lot of good people out there who, who are addicted to drugs. And unfortunately, it takes over their life. There's a lot yeah. of people that that have mental illness that's not being taken care of correctly. And they're living right. in homeless. And then there's those people who, you know what, they've got a bad luck and things didn't go their way. And they're trying to they're trying to do what they can to survive, you know. Right. And and you look at all this and you think to yourself. How, how are we, is this country handling it correctly? You know, and right. what do you think? What do you think? Do you think that, that as a whole, the government, the local government, whether it's a federal government, you know, uh, state government, do you think that they're handling this the right way? The government? Well, <clears throat> I do believe they're throwing money at it. You know, the one thing I do see is I do hear all the budgets that go to these cities and counties, but it, it really depends on the actual workers. It goes down to the actual worker, the employee that gets that file, you know, and how much they care, where their heart is, because um, there's programs like I know there's there's resources that government can give, but who's monitoring these resources? Who's yeah. monitoring these people like in L.A.? Not to call out L.A., but let's call out L.A., right? In <laughs> we're, L.A. Hey, we're in Orange County. We can call out L.A. Okay. Yeah, right. you know, in L.A., they get so much money for yeah. homelessness. Yep. And last year, the year before, they published how much the people that are in charge of the homelessness um, programs, how much they make a year. And yeah. a lot of them made over $100,000 a year. Uh -huh. And so for them to, to, to fix the problem or to resolve the problem, they're out of a job. You know? Yeah. And so a lot of times 
you know, people don't put in that effort. And um, I heard this TED Talk one time. I don't know if you're into TED Talks, but mm -hmm. I heard this TED Talk and it was a, a guy and he was talking about equality uh -huh. and how, you know, everybody's fighting for equality. But one thing that we don't all realize is that not everyone's hearts are equal. You know, no, of course not. not everyone's compassion is equal. And so you may have a person that's running a program that you would automatically assume, well, they must care. They, that's their job. They must they must they're they must care. But if their heart's not in it, you know, and they're just doing the 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 minimum requirement just to get just to get their paycheck just going through the motions with, exactly. no, with, no, with no empathy you know with no empathy no nothing it's just like well you're then the, you're, you're gonna get those results you're gonna get those same results you're gonna get the minimal results because yeah. our hearts need to be in it. i mean we have to really realize that we're all connected i i i i myself do believe in god i believe god is the source of all life mm -hmm. you know i'm not religious i don't um I'm not part of a religion, but I do believe that there is a God. And with that, we are all connected. And when one of us suffers, we are all suffering. You know, we are all suffering. And our hearts should realize that if it was your daughter out there, if it was your son out there, if it was your mother that now has no family and she's out there on the streets, it's like our hearts should feel that for everyone, you know, yeah. and and just be able to because... I, I believe that what's going to solve it is when the government decides to actually work with these grassroots organizations like Project Coffee Cup mm -hmm. that are already out there on the streets. We're already, we're, we're, our boots are on the ground, you know, we're out there establishing connections, trying to build, you know, um, back self-esteem and self-worth and everything. And it's like, we do it and we have to do it out of our own pocket or we'll get donations, you know, and, um, but once the government, once, once the resource, the true resources the government provides, if they can connect with grassroots organization and we can work together, I think that's going to make a big change. You know, yeah. that that'll make a big change because you can, you, they can, they can, um, you know, cut a check to to some business somewhere, and the business is just focusing on that money. You know versus other people that volunteers especially you know if you're volunteering your time it's because you care about something because yeah. i mean everyone would rather stay at home with their families right everyone yeah. would rather go to the beach or do whatever but for you to take the time out of your life to go and invest in other people that says something about your heart and i believe yeah. that that that's 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 what we need to find are those people and there are those people in in, in government organizations um it's just connecting all of it together you know yeah. and you know I'm, but, gonna, uh, I'm gonna bring this up real quick for those you know yeah. th those listening on uh on aim radio is you know if you go back to the to the old ways of the original people of this land we always took care of our own yes that was yes. how we worked that's how we did things and yes um, and that's why we thrived for thousands and thousands of years while everybody was backbiting and fighting in, 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 in Europe, we were here and we were taking care of our own. And I wish we could adopt that now in this society. Right. Because it's almost well, like you take care of your own. It's like you take care, like you say, take care of your own, take care of your village, take right. care of your place. You know? Well, we, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that's, that's just, you know, that's why I, I love that you're doing that because you're taking care of the community that you're in. You know? I, yeah. 
I agree. I, I completely agree with that. And, and we can, but we need to realize that sometimes we got to step out of trying to find, um, we just got to know that it has to become, it has to be in us. You know, we build our own community. This is community. When, when I first started out here in Santa Ana, um, it was myself and um, my roommate would come out sometimes, most of the time with me, he would come out with me and or sometimes I'd be out there by myself. And my biggest goal was trying to get the community to care, you know, to get involved. And thank God that now I have a whole team. I mean, it's, it's, it really has brought tears to my eyes. There was one when I, we go out there consistently every Wednesday, we try to consistently every Wednesday. And for the first time in about almost two years, there was a Wednesday that I, I could not go. I could not make it. I had something come up and I could not make it. And so I have, have a team now. So I was able to send out a message, say, Hey guys, I'm sorry. And they stepped up. And they're like, no problem. We're still going to go out there. We we know we know what to do now. You know, we're still going to go out there. And it really, that's the that's my goal. That's the goal right there. It's just, you know, we can have that community feeling again, but we have to realize that we got to make it ourselves. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't have to take an organization. It doesn't have to take a government program. Nothing. Just go out there and just start talking to people. You know, when we go to it, there's usually you go to a, a there's a, a person experience homelessness that we see consistently, either in front of a liquor store or on a corner. There's someone that we can see consistently, you know, and it's like finding out their name, who they are, where they come from, starting to talk to them, tell them about you. No pressure. Don't start forcing them to to want to do things. Just build that relationship and you'll see the change in a human life. Yeah. You know, you'll see the change when we go out there on Wednesday nights and when we go out there, we do it a little different. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not a grab and go kind of place. We serve them. We bring music. We dance with them. And a lot of people get angry at that because they're like, what are you doing? You're you know, you're you're enabling is the word I get a lot, you know, oh. and it's like, you know, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not enabling. I'm giving them a moment of happiness and a very, very hard life. Because being on the streets, like you said, no one chooses to be on the streets like that. And it's hard. It's hard. It is very, it's a dark, dark place, you know, where, where everything and anything can and does happen. And for me to be able to bring people and bring laughter and bring music and bring, of all things, food, food can bring people together. Like, I mean, food is amazing to me because it, it, it. It doesn't matter where the situation, where you're at. You you sit down and you break bread with someone and you have conversation, mm-hmm. and it can change. It could change mindsets, you oh, know. Yes, definitely. And so I feel like we we can build this community, and it it has to come from us. Just step outside, talk to people, bring that back, bring that show show that love back into our community because it is in us. And and I myself. Um, as you know, my mother is a hundred percent Mayan, mm-hmm. you know, and so I I know um, that you know, especially with indigenous and native people, that was our culture. That is yeah. our culture, I yeah. should say, is to take care of each other, even if there was someone that was 
you know, drank or, or whatever issue they had, we still knew how to take care of them yeah. because in the way we knew there's no such thing as a throwaway person. Yeah. You know, life is valuable. And I feel like as technology grows, as social media grows, and don't get me wrong, I need social media because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it brings awareness. We have but no choice. We have no choice, but it's 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 cutting connection between human contact yes, human yes, life yeah, yeah. you know we're, we're, we're going into these little bubbles and these little worlds of our own that we're we're, we're losing this connection you know yeah. and that's what needs to come back and it's 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 silly and it's simple and it's cheesy but literally loving each other yeah. is the answer it's is true. showing love for each other and taking care of each other it's true. If it, honestly, if we all just did that, did that in this whole world, this would be right. such a different place, right? You know, right? Yeah, and and you know, like for me, an example, I've I was always raised the fact that you always help someone who's in need. Not just, not just you do that for your own soul. You do that for your own spirit. Right. You know what I mean? You, right. And you also do that to the fact that what if you're on the other side of that fence one of these days? Right. Would exactly. you want that help? So you, you have to look at it in such different ways, and when you look at it that way. It really makes it easy to help somebody. Right. You know? Right. It's, it's, it, it does. It, it does. It just, it just, what it does, it just elevates you and you don't even realize that it does. And, uh, you know, I think about that. Some, I mean, I, I'm always one of those people who, you know, <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I, I talk, I mean, I, you know, sometimes people have given me crap for it and kind of go like, why are you talking to them for? It's like, what? Hey, how are you doing? Sometimes if you just ask them how they're doing, they're just like, wow, they look surprised. Like, Wow, I've, I've had like, I don't know how many people stare at me all day and you're the first person to say hi to me. Right. Know? And you can right. see that they're happy. I mean, you know, nobody wants oh, yeah. nobody wants to be a speck in this world and not matter. Exactly. You know, so that's, exactly. where, the, that's where the whole dignity thing comes in. And everybody, I don't care. I don't care who you are in this world. Everybody needs to be treated the same and everybody should have the same dignity and, and the, same, the same treatment, you know. Right. Everybody's exactly. valued. Everybody's valued. Nobody, whether whether you live in, you know, in Beverly Hills or whatever like this, or you're, you're on Skid Row, to me, it's still a life. And to me, the value is no different. Exactly. No different it's at all. It's still a life. It's still a life. And, you know, most of the time, people on the streets, um, when someone does talk to them, it's get out of here or, you know, or excuse, you know, it's something negative. It's something bad, you know, so... To be able to just say hi to someone, you know, I, I, I call everyone ma'am and sir, mm -hmm. you know, I do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like that shows them, um, respect. I'm the same that, way. I agree with that. Yeah. Same way. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I even get to, some people tell me, were you in the military? It's like, no, never in the military, you know, but it's just something that I choose to do. Because especially out there on the street, they don't hear those things, you know, no one wants them around their nuisances. And then, you know, with the pandemic, they weren't even allowed to go into bathrooms to clean up, to wash their hands, to go yeah. to the bathroom, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what they, they, they're going to look a certain way and then no one wants them in front of their business. No one wants them in their community. You know, no one wants them. And don't get me wrong. I do believe that as taxpayers, you should be able to feel safe and have a clean community. Mm -hmm. But at that same time, there are these people here and they need a space, you know? I was going to say, so, yes, then, then they need to allocate space for, yes. for people like that. I mean, you complain yes. all you want, whatever, but again, where are you supposed to go if there's no place to go? Exactly. Where do you, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I, 
I put myself in that position. I don't even know what I would do. Right. Like, where would I go? I mean, I, I don't know, you know, and, um, right. you know, it's, 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 it's scary. If you think about it, it is way. scary. It is scary. And then, you know, I always see the new people. There's new people. They always introduce me. Oh, this is so-and-so. So they're new here, new here on the streets, which means, you know, yeah. they just recently lost something. And I see them come in and thinking, or, you know, a lot of them can, but uh, I'm not going to be here long. This is just something. And I'm going to stay away from, you know, the, the bad habits and all this stuff. But as you're living on the streets, it gets harder and harder to, to pull yourself out. You know, there's atrocities that happen, especially with women or the most vulnerable out there. Um, there's nobody to protect them. There's nobody to police them. There was one night we were out late at night. It's probably about 9 30, 10 o'clock at night already. And I saw somebody rush, you know, in the bushes. And what I do is I, I'm, I always go, hey, you hungry? You know, because that'll catch someone's attention um, quick, you know? And so I'm like, hey, you hungry? And this, this lady stood up and she had been violated her face was beat up her clothes were ripped off she was just you know she was in a in a bad state i you know i was able we were able to give her food and clothes and spend some time with her she did not want to call the police mm -hmm. she had no faith in the police and she knew that no one's going to care yeah. you know and the thing is there's so many that happens so much I've, it was the first time i ever came across someone that had just experienced that but I've, I've heard other stories. I, I met a lady who had um, stab wounds. And the week before, someone tried, she lived in a tent and someone tried to break into the tent and violate her. And she defended herself and they started stabbing her. And, you know, it's like, that's what's going out there. That's what's going on in the streets, you know, because there's no one to care for them. And if they had a space, people hate encampments. They don't like encampments because it's dirty and that's yeah. where they go and do drugs. But one thing that they don't realize about a homeless encampment is that they are safe and protected in one because things like that don't happen. You know, there is a gentleman out on the streets who um, he when I met him, it was a small there was in a, it was a, a cul-de-sac here in Santa Ana. And every night they would go to that cul-de-sac and he would there were the ladies transgenders just all anyone that would be considered most vulnerable they would gather there and they were able to sleep and he would keep them safe you know and that's what a lot of these encampments do it's just like a, a like they build little tribes you know yeah. to take to take care of themselves and it's because there are bad people out there it's not just you know it, there are bad people out there and if you want to do something bad to someone you know to do it to someone on the streets because who's going to care right yeah. you know so it's it's important for them to have a space where they can be safe and and not only that but they'll start governing themselves you know i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago um in the news there was a homeless man that was beaten to death by other homeless people yes, because yes. yeah because um it was alleged that he had raped someone yes. you know mm -hmm. And so they decided to take hands into, you know, take th things into their own hands. And that's what happens when we don't create a space for them that where we can be there and, and help them out and guide and, 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 and bring them back into society, the way society functions, you know? Yeah, yeah.
It's, it's weird because I, I, I have one, this story. I'll sh- I've, I've never shared this story with, with anybody, but this one was really, I think, kind of hit me. I remember it was um, during the pandemic. I remember it was like towards, it was already towards the winter time. And mm-hmm. so it was 20, two, the, 2020. Um, and I, and I, I remember I was driving. I remember I had, I, I was with my girls and um, it was raining. And I literally saw this woman that was walking around absolutely gorgeous i mean but here was the problem i noticed i looked at her and i noticed that she was walking in the rain with no shoes she was wearing like a um like a like a like a t-shirt and then another shirt on top of like a button-up kind of thing just try to keep dry and she's just Mm -hmm. soaking wet and so i i happened to go to the store and she actually started i mean she ended up catching up to where i was at and i saw her Right. And, and I first thing I said to her was, I go, I go, are you okay? Do you need anything? I go, I told her, I go, you don't have any, any shoes or anything on or whatever. And she said, this is, and this, I felt so bad because she said, I, she was apologetic to me. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be this way. She, and, and then she goes, um, uh, I have seizures. I lost my, and I, I end up, um, losing my insurance and I wasn't able to get on medication. I got, a, I got kicked out of where I was at in LA and she yeah. came down here and she said she had nothing. And, um, she was saying that she was actually set to do a movie. She wow. was going to be in a movie. Like she was, she was did modeling. That's what that she was. Yeah. So if, I mean, here, here she was like this blonde haired, you know, I'm talking like probably, I think she's in her early twenties. Um, mm-hmm. and here she was like five foot eight, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? absolutely mm-hmm. i she and, and she was homeless and i'm like you don't have anything and you know she told me she goes she goes um i was assaulted this week and they took everything from me and yep. she goes it wasn't even by homeless people right correct it wasn't even correct. by homeless, other homeless people it was by correct. They, they, they saw me um by correct. by uh by a uh, you know like she said she goes they knew that i didn't have anything they knew that that um you know i was vulnerable and she goes and and they rape me, and Correct. they took my stuff. And I'm, I'm I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, why aren't, did you go to the police? And she goes, for what? For what? Yeah. She goes when I called in, whatever. She goes the moment they knew I was homeless. She goes they didn't want to do nothing for me. Correct. They didn't want to come yep. out like almost like they didn't want to deal with it. And that's the one thing I keep hearing is that police don't want to do anything when it comes to them. Right. And I, right. I felt really bad. And, 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 you know, I gave her, I'll be honest with you, I gave her, I gave her 30 bucks. I gave her, uh-huh. I mean, I go here yeah. and whatever. And then I said, there's a place right here, get some shoes or something. She goes, thank you so much. And she goes, she goes, maybe because of my looks, I keep getting people who want to throw me in their car. Right. And she goes, but they took right. all my clothes and I can't get, so she goes, I'm getting treated even worse. So, you know, because she was really pretty, that was actually hurting her. And, and and she was kind of telling me some of some of the stories that she experienced, and I guess the time had only been three weeks that she'd been homeless. And she goes, "I never thought I'd be like this." She goes, right. "But my, but her medications caused her without her medications caused her to black out." Right, right, and that's such a common story, unfortunately, that we don't even realize how often those things happen in our city, in Santa Ana. Mm-hmm. You know how often that happens. There's women that. They shave their heads. They dress like boys because they're trying to avoid getting violated, exactly. you know, exactly. and 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 I see them or, or what they have to do is they have to find 
a man, you know, that they can kind of tag along with so he can protect them. And and sometimes that's not even the best answer because then that man ends up abusing them or exactly. hurting them, you know. Exactly. So it's such a common story now. It's um it's it's very sad to know that this is happening in our city, you know, that that women and and some men, you know, some vulnerable men um, are being violated like this or being treated so badly. Like the ones with good hearts is who I feel so bad for because they are targeted, you know, the ones that that can't um, fend for themselves as well as others are targeted. And every week when we go out there, a lot of the times we're handing things out to the same people because it was taken from them Mm -hmm. it was stolen from them or or another thing too is is um the city and in santa ana pd go out there twice a week and they take everything from them Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes it could be cold and we'll show up and there's somebody that oh yeah the city took everything from me and so all they have is a t-shirt you know that's real that's real helpful right 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 and that's my thing is is you can't arrest your way out of a homeless problem. You know, you're going to arrest someone. They're going to get out. They don't come out with a home. They don't come out with a job. Now they don't even have a blanket, you know. And all that's teaching them is that their kid, their city doesn't care about them. So it makes them bolder and more desperate to do yeah. what they need to do to survive, you know. Yeah. And, it, and it drives them further and further away from society. Yeah, because true. now they want no part of it, you know, no part of it. And I'll have people tell me uh, they get there have people that get upset because I hand out blankets and foods and, and sleeping bags and things like that. And it's like, why? Why give it to them? Why not? I work. No one hands me anything. You know, no one. No one gives me anything. You know, and, and, like, and interject for a second. These are the same people yeah. that call themselves Christians. Correct. Isn't that the isn't that Correct. the hypocrisy? The hypocrisy in that that you just kind of yes. like, wow you're saying this and yet you you claim to be christian and you're you're doing the exact opposite right right you, you know, know it's like, funny it's like, to me like, i don't i don't understand that yeah what's funny to me is when i when i when i talk to a a, a, a quote-unquote christian you know and they tell me oh uh god doesn't put it in my heart to help them you know <sighs> that's something god god didn't put in my heart to help them and in that saying right you don't even know how many times i've heard that saying right i've heard pastors tell me that and it just it it's like nails on a chalkboard to me because one it's in the bible you know what i mean to like you know when i was when i was in jail you came to visit me when i was cold you gave me a blanket you know know what i mean all of that is it's we're supposed to be stewards of each other we're supposed to be stewards of this earth you know and they are a lot of times like oh but they're just drug addicts like yeah well aren't they the lost aren't they the ones that we're supposed to be the light for you know yeah this is what this is this is what we're here for is to build this connection and and that it it drives me insane when someone tells me like oh well god didn't put it in my heart to help them and it's like wow wow you know it's really it's really you know what what they should be saying is is i'm blocking god from being in my heart right that's what they really should say i i hear that too and i i I trip out. You know, I got to say, I've never heard a Catholic say that, but I've heard a lot of Christians say that. I I hate hearing that. God did not put that in my heart. Right. You you know. Right. I don't know. To me, to me, I think of this way. If, 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 uh, if you have a homeless person in front of you and you can help them, uh, God put them in your spot. 
Right. That's God putting them right. in your heart. Exactly. In your to face. see what the hell you're going to do with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I said, God forbid, what if that was your son or daughter? You know? You know, even if they're making bad decisions by being on drugs, you know, at the end of the day, I, I would want to make sure that if I was ever in that situation, at least someone cared enough to hand me a blanket, you know, to make sure I ate. You know, a lot of these people don't have family that are going out there looking for them or anything. They're that's they have no one, you know, and so it's it should be in our hearts to take care of each other you know maybe not invite them into your home maybe we're not going to say hey come live with me you know because we don't know what issues they have but just a simple smile a simple treating them with respect and dignity you know and and they should have i go back to it they should have a space they need a space and me personally i i you know this this kind of hits a chord of me uh, i'll share this i have a um, my on my mom's side, I have my first cousin, um, and she has been she's been struggling with um, addiction, and right. she hates it. And she's she's older in Skid Row. She lives in uh, in Skid Row right now mm-hmm. as we speak, and she just she cannot. She lives she lives like a homeless, and she cannot help. She can't get any help, and no one's doing nothing for her. And she's tried and tried and tried, and everybody just gave up on her. Right, and, and she's such a smart person. She's she's so intelligent. She could do one of these one of these women who could turn around and be a doctor like that. Right, but she's right. struggling with this. She's struggling yeah. with this, and her childhood caused that. And, right, and, 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 exactly. and that's why. And so she can't break away from it. And the last time I talked to her, which has been a long time, she told me she goes, "I don't I don't choose to live like this. I can't help it." I don't want and she I remember she was she was telling me she goes, Do you think I want to sit here and beg for my meal? Do you do you, do you think I want this to happen? I do not want to be like this. It's right. never what I wanted. Went in for myself. And so I, I know a lot of people like, you know, I, I feel that there's so many everybody has a story. Right. And, and um, you right. know, everybody has, you know, everybody has a different path and a different experience that's different than ours, but sometimes their their path and their experience is taking them down a darker road where they're at. Because you know right. now they're at where they're where they're at, and and it, it's it's really hard. You know, it's a really hard hard thing. You know, it is a really hard thing, and a lot of people don't take in account the series of events that happen, like in your cousin's life, to get her to where she's at. Like you said, you don't wake up one day and say, "Oh, I want to be homeless." There's a there's a it's a domino effect. There's a lot of things from her childhood on to. To where she's at now and to be in a place where you where you don't see yourself having a better quality of life it's like we have to realize that that in a way that is a mental health issue because they don't um they don't realize that they they need us they can have more you know but they just yeah. don't know how they don't know how because the world society family sometimes has shown them that they're not valuable, that they're not important, you know, and when, when you're a child and you get abused, you know, what does that teach you? It teaches you that, you know, someone can use you, that your life isn't valuable, that who you are and what your feelings and what you're going through is not valuable, you know, and that stays in you. Those things stain your soul in a weird way, you know, and, and you grow up thinking that I'm not worthy of that, you know, I know for the longest time, even myself, um, I had this mentality where I thought, oh, um, you know, I'd see people and they'd be happy and they'd have their family and everything like oh, that could never happen to someone like me. 
you know and that saying alone it's like why why not why can't i have it why why does why do why do we think that way and it's because that's what we're taught you yeah, know we're yeah. taught that you're not worthy you're not valuable and it's like so we get used to this this life and then we just go down further the rabbit hole because it's it's easy to um to just conform and think you know what i am not worthy of anything more you know yeah, yeah. it's it's a sad thing the one good thing though that isn't sad is all the work that you're doing and i ha now it's time that i have to sit there and we have to talk about your event that's happening on the 21st this saturday on the 21st this saturday yes sir i am very excited uh we're bringing showers back to santa Ana. i was able to do it last year and um i'm really excited about this because i've really been working with a few people going out there consistently and i believe that if once myself you know when i get a haircut new clothes food I feel different. I feel like a whole new person, you yeah, know? Yeah. And um, I, what I want to do with this event is we're offering showers, haircuts, food. There's so many organizations. I'm so proud of our community have come together. Like the American Indian movement has, yes. we just come together. And at that, you know, that's when we're going to really be able to reach people. You know, when they see that their community is out here and they're there for them and after their shower and a haircut and they eat and they have conversation and been able to smile, that's the time to, sh to show them, look, there are these other resources too. You know, yeah. we're going to have a, a, a couple people representing shelters and I'm, there's a gentleman that he uh, works with a rehab program that specifically works with homeless people you know the unhoused community so um i'm hoping that that that's the time you know that'll be the time i'm i i everything's been aligned aligning um for this event mm -hmm. i think people have been coming together it's just been working out so great that i feel like you know this is the answer it's it's the community coming together pulling our resources together and and investing in in people you know, because yeah, that's yes. what we're doing. Is we're investing in those that have felt that no one cares about them anymore. You know, and so I'm really excited for this event. Uh, we're going to have uh, food, haircuts, clean clothes, uh, of course, the showers. Uh, we're going to a backpack. They're going to have hygiene products inside, socks, just, you know, just trying to bring back hope. That's yes. the main thing is to bring back hope. You know, and to show them that we do care and 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 that we're here. I know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm very glad to be you know supporting you with this um, with the American Indian Movement. But you have so many people involved in this. I'm just like, you know, there's so many people that are helping you with this, which is great. It's great to know that people are are getting involved. Yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, funny thing about this event is that. Um, Gosh, a few months ago on Instagram, somebody had sent me an article on uh, the city doing a, a sweep, a cleanup. And what, what those are is the city will go into uh, what they see as an encampment or what's starting to look like an encampment because there's 
a couple of people is sleeping in the same place and they'll bulldoze everything down they'll throw everything away and then most of the time they'll arrest people and um so one day they sent me this article and there was oh gosh i want to say like one person ended up getting actual um housing and i want to say i don't remember exactly the number but it was like 20 some people were arrested you know and i thought again you can't arrest your way out of a homeless problem but i thought that's not the way to help that's not the answer that's not the answer and so i what i really wanted to do was to show um our community how we can actually do it and i sent in i sent a message out to everyone that's ever reached out to me in the couple years that i've been doing this and saying hey i have this idea uh i want to do this will you help me and everyone jumped on board you know everyone's like yeah of course and and i've had some people like well uh, one lady i worked for subaru and subaru heard what you're doing and they want to get involved so they're going to be donating fresh fruit, you know, and something like fresh fruit. Yeah. Something like fresh fruit. You think nothing, but how often does somebody on the street get fresh fruit? You know, Yeah, exactly. Something that's good for them, you know, something that's good for it. I do want to add though, the, um, Nellie from the American Indian movement. Um, she actually, before I even told anybody about my idea, she happened to just reach out to me Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, uh, Sylvia, I have all these, uh, clothes and I have all these uh, resources and you know I, I really want to do something with you to, to be able to distribute these you know I want them to get them out to people that need them mm-hmm. and it was just perfect timing because it was confirmation to me that yes this is what we need to do yep. and so yeah so I just I, I guess in a way I kind of want to do this to show the city and that look we can help people. Yeah. We can help people the right way. And not saying that there isn't some bad people out there that maybe should be, you know, maybe they should be, uh, maybe they are committing crimes, so they should be in jail, but it doesn't mean all of them are. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean all of them are. We have to weed out the, the ones that want the help and 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 those that don't, you know? and. And like I said, there is no such thing as a throwaway person. So, um, and we love without prejudice. So anyone that comes to me, if you, if you need food, I'm going to give you food. You know, I don't, I don't care what your background is or anything like that. I've served Nazis, believe it or not. You know, there was this guy, (laughs) big swastika tattoos. He wouldn't even look at me when I gave him his food, you know, but you know, here it is, you know, and, and just to say, just throwing it out there, and you just remember this brown girl was the one that fed you when you yeah, were this, down. Yeah, this, you know I mean? this Mayan fed you. Where was that? Uh, where, yes. uh, where was uh, the Aryan Brotherhood, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, and, and I'm not asking for anything in return. You know, I'm not asking anything in return. You know, the only thing I want to bring is a friendship. You know, I have some people that it's hard for them to kick the drugs, and what they do is they'll once they start you know they'll start doing good i see them weekly and they're telling me they're giving me good reports how they're you know they're looking for a job and then boom they'll they'll probably fall back into like their their addiction and they disappear on me you know then when i find them again you know there's a shame there's a shame that they have and i tell them you know don't cut off the friendship at least you know because 
who am I to judge? I don't know what I I'm not living out there on those streets. And I know that you got to do what you got to do sometimes out there, you know, and I know how hard it is. But just don't end the friendship is what I ask them, you know, and because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we're all here for each other. And knowing that, hey, I guess <clears throat> what I'm trying to say with this is like, when I go out there weekly and I someone's disappeared on me and then they see me and, you know, they kind of look down, they don't want to look at me. It's like, that goes to show you that they, they, they know that we care. They that they know that someone's there that wants better for them, you know. Yeah. And it's like they they know someone wants better for them, and that shame goes to show you that their humanity's still in there, you know. Their humanity's still in there. Yeah, it's it's shameful to be on drugs, but you know what? There's a lot of people that are on drugs. They just have the luxury to do it behind their walls, behind in their house, you know. Yeah. And most these people don't. They don't have the resources, but it. There's people that that have money, so they're able to live exactly the way the people on the streets are. They're just in there in a home, you know, and there's vulnerable people out there that that don't have that luxury. And it's just um, it's just a, it's a complicated thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So so let's give people information. One, maybe somebody might know somebody who who could use help from project coffee cup and also people who want to donate and, and help out and, uh, you know, with what you're doing and, and to be, to be a positive thing in the community to, to help out, you know, a further brother, uh, uh, a brother or sister out there. Cause we're all humans. We're all brothers and sisters, I believe, you know, so, right. so, Same. um, so how, how do they get a hold of you and, 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 and go about this? Well, we do have a website. It's www.projectcoffeecup.org. Uh, we have on social media as well. You can go to um, Project Coffee Cup on Instagram. I myself have my own social media for Santa Ana, which is Sylvia S. Fuentes.40. And that's what uh, we do out here in Santa Ana. But we go out there weekly. We take donations. You can come volunteer. I really um, recommend, I guess you could say, for come out and volunteer one night with us. Come out and see what we do come out and see the difference of what we're trying to do out there. We're not just, you know, yes, we're, we're, we're giving out resources, but what we're doing is we're building connections. You know, we're rebuilding trust in society again, and just come out with us. You can reach out to me. If you don't have time to come out donating, everything you donate goes out there. I mean, literally, I don't, I, someone donates something on, to me on Monday by Wednesday, it's out there on the streets. It's out there in the hands that need it. So wow. every, yeah. And it, most of the time it comes out of our own pockets. Now that we have volunteers, we, you know, we all come together and uh, we decide on what we're going to serve and who's going to bring this and who's going to bring that. So um, most of the time, sometimes, you know, times are hard. We don't have the finances to do it. So having donations really really helps a lot it's it it helps us feed more people the one thing i hate the most is when i'm i run out of food or I run out of something and people come you know and they're like hey do you have anything to eat and i don't have anything else anymore mm -hmm. you know that's the hard part for me is not having anything else to give or or someone asking me for a blanket do you have blankets like i, I don't i don't have any more you know so if you have 
blankets, as long as they're clean, that's all I ask. New, used, as long as it's clean, um, we'll take them, you know, and we'll give them to the people that need it. You know, I know an elderly woman who has to sleep in front of, uh, it's like a, uh, an auto, it's like an auto zone. Um, and she, they're the, the owners of the shop let her sleep in front because there's light, mm -hmm. you know, and she's safe and she has to put out her cardboard and sometimes she has blankets. Sometimes she doesn't cause the city will take it away. And I really feel for her because it's like, gosh, that could, that's somebody's grandmother and she doesn't have any family and she didn't, you know, she, she doesn't have any kind of, um, real income coming in so now she has to in in her her senior years that's how she has to live you know yeah and so she'll come and she'll ask me do you have a blanket do you have do you have a jacket do you have a sweater you know and the times that it rains the times that it rains it's hard anytime it rains at night yeah it's really hard for me to sleep because i could be cold inside my house you know and I'm thinking how cold it has to be for her on the pavement, you know, yes, exactly. you know, or even if it doesn't rain, but it's cold in the morning, that morning dew, you know, it's like you, you, they wake up with wet blankets and it's, it's at her age, it's so easy to die from that. I was say, you know? yeah, yeah, the right conditions could be a death sentence. Oh yeah, it is. It is, you know, it is. And so, or things get stolen from her, you know, and, and, just to know that there's people that live like that, it it's it's not up to our government anymore because I I don't how can I say this on the radio? I don't have faith in government programs anymore. You know? Oh, this is I internet radio. Like, say whatever you want. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, whatever I you don't. Want. I I don't have faith in government programs. It's gonna have to come from us, me, you. Uh, that's who it's going to, we have to come together and start taking care of our own people. It has, you to know? Come, it has to come privately, to be honest with you. That's the way it has to be. Yes. For it to be done right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's exactly what's going to have to happen, you know, for us to get our resources together, for us to, 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 to come together, band together and make, and take care of our own people. Because like you said, and I see it all the time, it's growing and it's going to grow a whole lot more. And if we have time, if we could talk about this, fentanyl uh epidemic that's happening whoever invented fentanyl is straight the devil all right oh, I mean, yeah. they, they invented an atom bomb and that's not only in the homeless community there are teenagers there are people in 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 mansions that are dying from this drug you know this drug is absolutely evil. It completely overtakes. In Skid Row, Skid Row used to be a lot of heroin and meth. Not no more. You go over there and it's this fentanyl, you know, and it's completely overtaken. I really feel like a lot of um, those experience homelessness have doubled because of this drug. It is just a monster. And it's time that we put these pharmaceutical companies um in the limelight in the spotlight and be like this is what they've created and they should be responsible they should be the ones giving donations they should be the ones they're out there with me every wednesday because this is what they're creating you know we're quick to arrest 
the the fentanyl peddler that sells it for five ten dollars well what about these doctors that are prescribing it like nothing what about these manufacturers like we're not doing anything to them nothing even though it's getting pumped out there and it's destroying lives and killing people you know every week we hand out narcan and i don't know if you know what narcan is but what it does yeah. yeah it it'll what it does is if you're going through a fentanyl overdose and you spray Narcan, it'll kick you into withdrawals quickly, which means it gets you sick, yeah. but it saves your life, mm-hmm. you know? And that's this this drug has just been a monster, a monster. And if we don't do something, and it has to be something at the source, not just arresting, you know, Joe Schmo who sold a, a few tabs here and there. No, it has to be right to these, the source. These, Right through this, these pharmaceutical companies need to be accountable for the atrocities they're doing. You know, oh, these yeah. doctors, all it's, it's higher up, but because that's where the money goes, I feel like they're left alone. And and we're not going to win this unless they are the they need to be the ones out here. You know. Wow, that's. I, I mean, I, I know it's bad, and I was I was going to bring that up too. Is just I, I know that it's a definite definite huge problem uh, right more so than it ever has been i'm fentanyl is just it is it's like wildfire exactly the only way to describe it yeah wildfire yeah it's horrible and then they lace things like some people don't even know they're taking it you know they oh, think exactly. they're taking something else and then they end up taking fentanyl and unfortunately with fentanyl one time is enough to kill you yep you know yep, yep. one time is enough to, i knew uh i know a lady who we I, we were on vacation together and i don't vacation much let me tell you <laughs> and this time we did and she got a phone call that her friend's grandson was just found passed away because he did fentanyl he he was on you know he did one time fentanyl and boom it destroyed his life mm-hmm. and this was a kid that was in theater he was in high school still he he, he looked at him he looked happy as can be involved in in school activities and he just had to do it one time and his and life is gone his life is gone that young and his life over. is gone yeah yeah exactly exactly you know so uh this these pharmaceutical companies need to be held accountable uh they need we need to start actually um charging these doctors criminal charges for handing out fentanyl like if it's candy you know um there i know that how many stories have I heard of someone that had a job that they worked? They worked in construction. They worked in something and they got injured. They were prescribed this pain medication. They were prescribed fentanyl and then now they're addicted and then they lose everything, you know, and it's there has to be a better way. I, I truly believe that there's enough painkillers out in the world. There's enough synthetic painkillers out in the world. We need to start finding ways to actually heal souls, to actually heal from the inside out, not medicate, you know, because medication is destroying. It's destroying our communities. Yep, it's yep. destroying our community. I agree 100%. Wow. Yeah. 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 So hopefully, hopefully we have a good turnout on the 21st. We will have a great know? turnout. I mean, I mean yeah. you have, you know, hey, we're going to be there. American Indian Movement, we're going to be there. Come on. Yes, and I do want to take this time to completely thank you for all your help. 
Oh my gosh, you have been so awesome. This event has given me gray hairs and you have really <laughs> you have really helped me through this. I've never done something this big. You know, it's um we're grassroots. Me and Jacob yeah. from Project Coffee Go, we're grassroots. Uh, we just we did this on our own. You know, we used to just drive around. He used to have this beat up truck, we'd just drive around with burritos and food. We'd get out, have a little bit of conversation with someone, you know, and then now to see to see it this big where we have adidas is going to help subaru of fullerton yes. um the juju foundation you know like things like that coming together is just it's almost overwhelming to me just to see how much it's grown you know and this was it starts with you know it starts it started with one person it started with one person jacob going out there and seeing a need then i met him and now there was two and now look at there's so many you know you nelly just so many people involved that it's just that's the goal It's that's the way it grows is that's how we change the world is when we all come together and 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 do something about it well i can tell you right now that you have the support of of my entity funk village radio you have the support of american indian movement and you have my personal support you know and um we we Thank got you, you we got you we we you know we hope this is one of many things that we can uh, events that we can uh, help you with. Oh yeah, I I I love to hold you to that word. Let me tell you, because <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I mean, there's nothing better than when when I'm out there and I see someone interacting, like when a new volunteer comes out, and it's so funny because. One of the things I get a big kick out of is when I get a new volunteer and they're shy and they're quiet, you know, and they're kind of just in the background, just kind of handing things, you know, and as they keep coming, I see them start reaching out and then now they've built a friendship and now they tell me, oh, uh, Javier, I went to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. They know people by name and they're excited and it just, it just, it just brings me great joy to see that because it's like that's what it's about you know it's like that's what what to me that's god right there it's through his people and it's us getting together and seeing other people not as castaways or or nuisances but as just someone that is is going through a rough time and they just need a friend you know yeah, yeah. so it's a good thing i appreciate all of you i mean uh I, I could have not, there's no way I could have done this event without you guys, without you, uh, you know, helping out in so many ways, just everyone that's come together, my Santa Ana team, um, they've been amazing, they're amazing people, like, just the heart these people have, I, they, 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 every Wednesday they come and they bring smiles and they bring uh, joy and hope and kindness, you know, and I just could not ask for for more you know our, our goal with project coffee cup is to have um a team in every city someone that just has a heart for your city if you have a heart for your community if you see something in your community and 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 you you want to change then get out there and change it you know contact us we'll help you we'll go out there we'll help you um we'll bring help with resources establish a, a route you know how to talk to people anything whatever you have because one thing I keep hearing a lot lately is, and I'm sure you've seen it, is um, the the those experiencing homelessness now. There's so many out there that we weren't used to that as a child growing up, you know. Yeah. 
we we didn't have to like you know i had somebody tell me like i i never remember having to step over people yeah you know and and there's so much there's such that statement right there is so sad one because yeah you have to step over somebody but listen to what we're saying we're stepping over people yeah you know we're walking over people and leaving them on laying there on yeah, the street. Yeah, why, why, why aren't we lifting them up and getting them up, you know? Right, yeah. right. And so our goal with Project Coffee Cup is basically to just have this grow, you know, in your community. Just go out there, some waters, make a sandwich, make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, a bottled water, and just like, hey, have you eaten? Here's a meal. You know, that's it. That's it, you know, and just have it grow because, like I said earlier with the we take care of us and that's what we got to understand is that it comes from us we have to take that step we're the ones that have to do that if we want to change who says it gandhi if you want uh what's his saying um if you want gosh i'm i'm totally butchering his quote but it's like um if you want to change in the world be that change you know yeah yeah it's true you know, or, or, or here, let's quote somebody simple, Michael Jackson, <laughs> you know, start with the man in the mirror. It's the man in the inside. mirror, there you go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It has to be in us. Go out there and just, and bring back hope to those because unfortunately we're living in a world that's so dark, so cold, so selfish. You know, it's, it's, it's survival of the fittest, basically. You know, when it it's not, that's not the way humanity and god intended us to be we're supposed to be a community we are supposed to take care of each other because there's things you can do that i can't there's things that i can do that you can't and together we can do more you know and and you're doing it and you're doing it and you know um again give everybody real quick uh your um contact information you know for all future stuff and you know people want to help and people who need help Yes, yes. ProjectCoffeeCup.org mm-hmm. is the website, or you can find us on social media, which is Project Coffee Cup. Or if you, uh, for Santa Ana, it's it's my social media, which is Sylvia S Fuentes. Dot forty, mm-hmm. and um, we go out every Wednesday. Uh, if you want to come out, volunteer. If you can't volunteer, you want to just donate some stuff. Even one toothbrush goes a long way, believe me. So you know we need it. We need it. The need is growing out there. And um, so if you want to contact us, contact me. I'll be more than happy to give you information or come, if you want to come volunteer or if you want to start something in your own community, let us know. We'll go out there. We'll help you. You know, the, the goal is that we want to get as many people off the streets. We want to get as many people to find their self-worth again as possible. You know, yeah. even if it's just a handful, it's a handful. That's more than it was before, you know. You know what? I really appreciate you today spending time with us. And of course, I sounded redundant. I had to make sure you repeated this stuff again. Repetition is the best thing. So I want people to know how to contact you. So thank you so much for 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 being on the show today. Um, thank you so much for doing what you do. And thank you so much for allowing so many of us to to uh, to be part of this thing with you. And, and we're definitely honored to uh, to help all we can. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys. Because I mean, I couldn't do it without without any of you. You know, we, we got to do it together. So I, I really want to thank you for the time for having me for bringing awareness for letting us talk about this, you know, um, and and just thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I hope I hope you can stick around a little because we're gonna have some music for a couple hours. I hope you're, you're okay with that. I mean, 
with all this serious talk, you know, serious talk and everything, we, we got to dance too. We got to enjoy some music. And if you've been in Santa Ana, like I'm from Santa Ana, you need to boogie a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell right? you. Every Wednesday night, we bring out music. <laughs> we bring out music and dancing and everything, you know. we. But sometimes we just need that good time, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So remember, everybody here, Project coffeecup.org you know uh, thank you so much Sylvia and uh, you know we're going to keep uh, everybody updated with you we're going to support you make sure everybody you you, you go to um, uh, the American Indian Movement Orange County Instagram and also the Funkfellas Radio and we'll make sure that we're sharing all this information that she has coming up events or where to give donations whatever so we're not finished with Project Coffee Cup we're going to be supporting Sylvia all we can so thank you so much and, uh, Thank you. All right, so let's do this. You're listening to DJ Medina here on AIM Orange County Radio and FunkFellowsRadio.com. United American Indian Involvement has had the pleasure of serving the American Indian and Alaskan Native communities for nearly 50 years. We offer social support services, cultural classes, mental health, substance use support, workforce development, and so much more. We are operated by Natives for Natives. Our mission is to promote and support the physical, behavioral, and spiritual well-being of American Indian, Alaskan Natives in the urban Los Angeles area by providing comprehensive, integrated services that focus on all age groups and incorporate American Indian, Alaskan Native cultures and traditions. Please visit UAII.org for more information about our services and how to get involved. 